What up, what up, everybody? I am the Transportation Hub, and welcome to the first episode of the Hub Talk Chronicles in the year of 2023. And in today's first podcast episode of 2023, we have a lot to discuss. I know, as I told you in the last podcast episode, which was the final one for 2022, I told you guys that, you know, I've been... I've been the Hub Talk Chronicles has been out of commission for three months due to the fact that I had a corrupted external hard I had the corrupted external hard drive and I had to get that situated and it's gonna be dealt with. So, anyways, so anyways, without that out of the way, right? I have some exciting news that we need to share because I remember some stories broke out. Like back in back last year, so more particularly last month, right? We have announcements of potential fare hikes. That's bad news, by the way. And I'm going to discuss more about that and give my full opinion, opinion and review on that. We have to talk about the the frequency changes for certain subway lines that are coming later on this year. But first, we need to talk about. The groundbreaking Metro North Penn Station access project for four stations in the Bronx. All right. Now, on this podcast episode, we did a coverage about this numerous times. Okay, because you all know, long story short, MTA is bringing Metro North Railroad commuter railroad access to Penn Station. Okay, and four new stations will be built in the southeastern section of the Bronx, more particularly. In Hunts Point, Parkchester, Van Nest, Morris Park, and Co-op City. Alright? And it'll be utilizing the Hellgate Bridge to go to travel between the Bronx and the Queens. Then it will travel through the Sunnyside Yard in Queens or somewhere to reach Penn Station. Alright? So without further ado, let me just read this article from an from a from an MTA press release from an MTA press release, and then we can get discussion on and popping. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Senator Schumer, Congress Congressman Richie Torres, no Senator Chuck Schumer, Congressman Richie Torres, and Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez joins Governor Kathy Hochul. And MTA chairman and CEO of the board, Jano Lieber, and the Metropolitan Transportation Authority to commence construction for the start of four new Metro North commuter railroad stops in South Bronx. Now, as we all know, we still we're still getting money from the Infrastructure Jobs and Investment Act that was signed into law back in November of 2021, which will help which will help fund a lot of projects that are beneficial for the MTA, such as the Second Avenue Subway, the the the, the these bus network redesign plans. It's starting to for it's also funding for the Second Avenue Subway. And 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 um Metro and um Long Island Railroad access to Grand Central to Grand Central L I R East access okay oh by the way 
the LIR East Access Grand Opening is delayed. From 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 my prediction, right, we won't see Grand Central Madison in action until 2020. No, until March of this year. Not until March of this year. And you know what? And it gives me warmth and it gives me joy to see our senator, who is the Senate Majority Leader, by the way, who also won his re-election in the last side, by the way, by the way, to contribute and to give so much for New York State and the Metropolitan Transportation Authority because, duh, because, duh, Chuck Schumer is a New Yorker. He is from Brooklyn, in fact. And um, Kathy Hochul, I believe, is from Buffalo. So that's in that's somewhere out in western New York. So anyways, here we go, right? Okay, so, so the purpose of the... Metro North access to Penn Station is to provide Metro North service to Penn Station via the New Haven line connecting West Manhattan, Westchester, East Bronx, and Connecticut. Because, because, because you know, because anybody who rides Metro North, everybody knows, right? Metro North Railroad serves the Manhattan, East Bronx, West Bronx, Westchester County, and Connecticut. All right, the new rail service will save residents 15 minutes a day in commuter times to Manhattan and open reverse community commute opportunities. All right, so yes, so so this is what so this is what our esteemed governor Kathleen Hochul said in a statement. We are bring we are bringing modern, safe, and reliable products public transportation to East Bronx communities and with it, more economic opportunities for New Yorkers. In partnership with representatives Torres, AOC, Bauman, and Amtrak, Penn Station access will not only drastically reduce commute times, but also connect hundreds and thousands of residents and boost local ec boost local economies. I'm thankful for MTA's partnership to get this project off the ground, and I look forward to seeing this completed project to ensure all New Yorkers have access to modern public transportation that they deserve. Wow, really bold statement from our from our governor, don't you say? And she's right. And she's right. These new rail lines will connect people for more economic and more job opportunities. Okay, and and it's gonna get that done. It's gonna that it's gonna get that done. That's what the purpose of um, Grand Central Madison, the East Side Access, is for. Which the MTA spent, by the way, nearly eleven point one billion dollars in 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 the reconstruction of in the, in the construction and the creation of Grand Central Madison. All right. Right, so 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 riders in in Long Island, aka Nassau County and Suffolk County, will have a choice, right, of either they want to take the 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 um the um Long Island Railroad to either Penn Station or Grand Central Madison. Well, of course, there's Brooklyn. To be honest, um, especially during weekends, right. Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn's um electric terminal 
the Atlantic Terminal stop should be served by three branches. Because I'm sick of the two branch crap and, and having that route serve two different interval to have to have that station and that and that Atlantic Terminal line be served by two different branches in every thirty minute intervals when it should be decreased to every fifteen minute intervals. You can throw the Long Beach branch in there too as well. So yeah. But that's a topic for another time, okay? Okay. Once again, there will be four new stations in Hunts Point, Park Van Ness, Morris Park, and Co-op City. And they will all be accessible in accordance with the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA. The expansion will use Amtrak's Hellgate line to access Penn Station, optimizing existing infrastructure and minimizing the construction impact on surrounding communities. Metro North trains stopping at the four new Bronx stations will serve as an extension to the New Haven line from the New Rochelle station, offering transit op options in East Bronx to Midtown Manhattan, as well as points in Westchester and Connecticut inversely. All right, all right. So, all right. So, um, yeah. So, this is a good project, and this and the construction of the new stations will start in twenty twenty four, with the project being fully completed by twenty twenty seven. All right. So. And, 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 and you all know, right, Penn Station is owned and operated by Amtrak. Let's get that clear. Penn Station is owned and operated by, the, by Amtrak, okay? The MTA does not own Penn Station. Amtrak does. Amtrak owns Penn Station. Amtrak owns Penn Station. So, let's get that together, all right? Alright, alright, people ranging from, I'm not going to make this too long, so I'll just make this quick. People from, people from MTA Chairman and CEO General Lieber to, to, um, to Metro North Commuter Railroad President and Long Island Railroad Interim President Catherine Rinaldi to, um, MTA President of Construction and Development, MTA President of Construction and Development, aka Capital Constru Capital Constru Capital Construction, Jamie Torres Springer, to Amtrak Board Chair Tony Cassia, to Senate Majority Leader, to Senate Majority Leader, hell yeah, Charles Schumer, to um, Representatives, the lovely AOC. And of course, well of course, Representative uh, Congresswoman, Congresswoman, the lovely AOC, and Congressmen's Congressman um, Jamal Bowen and Richie Torres, Richie Torres, as well as New York State Senate Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart Cousins, to Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, to State Senator Louis Spadelia, Assembly Member Amy Paulin. And Assembly Member Jeffrey Downwitz to Assembly Member Michael Benedetto to Westchester County Executive George Larimer, George Latimer to New Rochelle Mayor 
Norm, Norm Bransom to Bronxboro President Vanessa L. Gibson to Council Council Member Raphael Samacana to Congress to Council Member Amanda Farias to Council Member Marjorie Velasquez to the President and Building Construction Trades Trades Council of Greater New York Gary Labera all says that this project is a milestone in making and their constituents love the new idea of four new stations being built in their in their neighborhoods that will easily allow them to get them to get them to and from Manhattan with ease and will and will have and, and, and without having to travel to to buses to the subways to get to Manhattan because because the areas the south especially the deep southeastern section of the Bronx is so desolate. All right, the only thing you can get from the South Bronx, to be honest, is a six train and some other bus routes. That's pretty much it. So having so having. Um, four new stations being built along the new Haven Gate Line. Gate Line connecting to the new Haven Line. Connecting to the Hellgate Bridge to get to and from Queens. And then to, between Queens and Manhattan to Penn Station is a total win. It is a total win. Can save up to 50 minutes while traveling each way. Each way. Between the Bronx and Penn Station, and you can save up to seventy-five minutes traveling between Penn Station and and Connecticut. All right, so that's pretty much it. You know the projects. The project will currently the project has two existing railroad tracks. Will turn into four existing railroad tracks. Okay, it will consist of. Four new interlock interlockings, five new substations, reconfiguration of the Pelham Bay interlocking, and upgrade of two existing substations. All right, so that's pretty much it for the Bronx access to Penn Station. Okay, y'all, we're back. 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 Okay. Now, in this next section, I want to talk to you guys real quick about New York City Transit's outlines for subway service adjustments in 2023. Service plans will reallocate resources to better meet post-COVID travel trends. Travel trends, okay? The G, J, and M lines will see additional scheduled weekend trips Lowering headweights up to two minutes. Mm -hmm. Six and seven. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It didn't. It didn't say much here. I don't know. It looks like six, seven express and weekday rush hour six train service begin. Patterns to reflect new rush hour patterns. Patterns, okay? Targeted service adjustment to Monday and Friday service on the 167L, E, F, and Q lines. The most heavily and frequent used lines 
in the subway system. Literally. Alright, so, um, alright, so, um, here's this, right? The Metropolitan Transportation Authority, MTA of New York City Transit, announced targeted service adjustments coming to the subway schedules in June to reflect, to better reflect post-COVID travel patterns. The New York City subway will reallocate scheduled service to better serve periods of higher ridership by increasing scheduled trips on the weekends by modifying Monday and Friday scheduled service where ridership recovery tends to be the slowest. New York City Transit President Richard Davies said this in a statement, We continually analyze patterns, ridership patterns to better serve riders. These adjustments reflect higher ridership recovery on the weekends and lower relative ridership on Mondays and Fridays in the post-COVID hybrid work area. As riders continue to return to mass transit and pattern change, New York City Transit will always adapt to service change accordingly as we strive to provide faster and cleaner and safe rides. Okay, that's cool. But 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 if you're but if you're going to do schedule changes, you will want to uh, you will want to at least increase ridership on a weekday, right? It's good that you're doing it for the weekends, but weekday service needs to be increased too. You know, especially the fact that it's it, that we're now approaching a post-COVID world, but we're not out of the woods yet. But it's not as bad as it was before. It was not as bad as it was two years ago, but but people are returning back to work. People are riding the buses, the subways, the rails, and what have you. People are back on the move again. So so you're going to need increased ridership that meets that demand. Okay, so that's that. New York City Transit President. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. New York City's Transit Subway, Subway, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> New York City Transit Department of Subways Vice President, Super Vice President, Superintendent Vice President of Subways, Demetrius, Demetrius Kirchlow says, the goal is to provide, is to always meet customer needs by providing, by, mm, by providing the best service possible. These changes can look to accomplish this by shuffling the board around, focusing on the higher periods of ridership recovery and adjusting periods where ridership has not returned quickly. All right. The week that the NYCT weekend subway star Jose LaSalle said this. Discretionary travel has led to the subway's recovery from the depth of its pandemic dip, with weekend ridership recovering, outpacing weekdays, weekdays, increasing trips on the G, J, and M lines will make it easier for Brooklyn and Queens riders to move around the city to meet up with friends, family, and experience the million offered things that New York City has to offer. The change that will add to the scheduled trips to the G, J, and M lines on weekends, improving headways by approximately two minutes. These three lines are used by Brooklyn and Queens riders to transfer the other subway lines and have longer waiting times between trains on the weekends than many other lines. 
New York City Transit is also proposing an earlier weekday start to A and C Express local rush hour service to reflect post-COVID morning rush hour patterns. Oh, okay, 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 I see. Express A and weekday, and weekday rush hour A and C. Okay, 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 I got you. Okay, Manhattan-bound A Express will commence a one trip earlier during the early morning rush hours to help riders in eastern Queens in the Rockaways. All right, to complement an early start to A Express, one rush hour, one rush hour C train C train trip will be shifted will be shifted early in the morning to make these scheduled trips possible. New York City Transit will make strategic reductions to scheduled trips on Mondays and Fridays on the one six seven E F L and Q lines. Subway ridership overall as consistently lower on Mondays and Fridays. Then on midweek midweek days, reflecting the growing trend of hybrid work office hybrid office work, the changes are expected to go into effect in June twenty twenty three. So you know we still got a full six months left to see any of these service changes. I, overall, I think it's nice that riders in Northern Brooklyn, Northern Brooklyn served by the G, J, and M lines are going to see an increase in weekend service. That's really a good thing. Good thing. Especially and and more more frequently and more importantly during rush hours, right? We will see one increase in A train service, an early start in A train service during rush hours, you know, from Queens to Manhattan. And an early start to C train service in the in the morning rush as well. Okay, you guys. Um, there's no article about this. I'm not gonna bother looking to the internet for this. But um, real quick, I want to talk to you guys about the proposed, the so-called fair hacks that happened in 2023. Yes, yes. For like years on end, the MTA has planned to do fair hikes every other year. Okay. Now, the last time that we seen a fair hike was in 2019. Okay. We never experienced a fair hike in 2021. It's because we were still recovering from the effects of the pandemic. So we were spared of a fair hike that year. But now but now this year in 2023, I hear that the TA we we all heard that the TA is going to raise a base fare up to $350. Like what? Like, 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 here's the thing, right? I would, I would truly appreciate it if you know that the TA were to hike the fares up to $3 or better yet, decrease the price, decrease the, the base fare price down to $2 because, because we are in the phases of retiring the metro cards and we are ready to make omni which is which stands for one metro new york by the way to be the permanent fair payment system for the new york city subways and buses and commuter rails here in the new york region 
here in the downstate region, right? Like, 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 like the base fare, the base fare should be three dollars. It should not be three fifty. Or, or, or if they could somehow lower it back to two dollars, it, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. But to raise the base fare to 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 two dollars, that to raise the base fare to to three to three fifty, that's a bit much. And the reason why they're doing this, I I look I look through some kids' Instagram, Instagram because saying that the MTA is raising fares that they're broke. Well, no, not precisely. It's not because they broke. Trust me. Trust me, the MTA got money. The MTA got money from the federal government because if they were really broke as you claim that they were, were then they would have been sliced. They, then then would they would have been slashing service left and right. They ain't broke. They got money from the federal government. They're just doing this because there are people out there that you know skip fares, jump turnstiles, and enter through weird doors, enter through weird doors, and what have you. And just basically not paying the fare, and that's and that's putting a huge strain on the pockets of of the agency, and they feel like they need to raise the fare hikes. And I really don't think you should raise the fare hikes. I feel like I feel like here's here's what I recommend. Here's what I advise that the TA should do. I say that they focus right. On, on phasing out the metro cards, right, and keep on fully implementing one net, one metro New York while metro cards are being phased out, right, and and um and um introduce new fair payment systems, new fair payments, new fair payment systems. For one match in New York, you know, such as a seven day, as in a seven day unlimited fair payment, discontinue the fair capping program because, because to spend, to do pay for, to do paper ride 12 times a week and then you can get, and then you'll be able to get, um, what you call it, and then you'll be able to get, um, Limits and then you'll be able to get your unlimited rides and everything. Like no, like that's that's extra, but that's way too extra. It wouldn't make sense to pay pay per ride twelve times in a week, right? And then pay per ride pay per ride twelve times in a week, right? And then and then you want to get um. And then you'll be able, able, then sorry, and then you'll be able to access all the unlimited rides and everything. I say no. I say that's extra and that's too much. That's too much. Okay, they need they need to have a list of of omni fair payments, right? Just like no, just like with the existing metro cards now, where where there's a metro card for um seven day unlimited, thirty day unlimited, seven day express bus plus, express bus plus, eight rides, twelve rides, four rides, what have you, right? 
all the fair payment options and the MetroCard options, right, should be transitioned into Omni. Like, let's say, like, let's say, um, if you want uh, a 30-day unlimited, right? How is 30-day unlimited going to work with Omni, right? So you need to have a plan. You need to have an implementation in place to transition to transition the 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 the, the list of MetroCard options into Omni. Oh, and I also strongly urge and advise the MTA to somehow reinstate the one-day fund pass, right? We all know that the one-day fund pass, which is the one-day unlimited card, which gives you access to all unlimited trips trips for literally one day only, right? Right? It was discontinued along with the... 14-day unlimited MetroCards due to scamming, thievery, and and um all that stuff, all that stuff because there'll be there'll be some there'll be certain people out there, especially in certain subway stations. Parsons Archer is full of them. Parsons Archer is full of them, right? There'll be some people who would who would um who would beg people to use them. Who there'll be there'll be those type of people who would try to coerce or beg people to 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 get them to get them to pay for um single rides and what have you what are you and to me yeah and to me that's that's and to me that's pandering that's literally pandering and the MT needs to do something about that that's what needs to be done. And you know what, guys? I am done. Okay, um, stay tuned for this Thursday's episode where we will talk about the Brooklyn Bus Network redesign plan. All right? Right? Based off the MTA press release. Okay? Now, oh, 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 guys, um, I will be doing a very first video podcast episode. Okay? Later on. Which will not be too far off. Which will not be too far in the timeline, okay? Okay, and it's gonna be about a particular someone, okay? Now, that's pretty much it. So, if you guys enjoy what you listen to, please listen and subscribe to the Hub Talk Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts. All right, wherever you get your podcasts, okay, and make sure that you. Make sure that you follow the Transportation Hub, the Transportation Hub on Instagram. Subscribe to the Hub YouTube page, page, and like and share the Facebook fan page. All right. I truly love all of you guys dearly. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see all of you once again at the next stop.